Herzlich willkommen, Sianamgela, and welcome to the Bundesliga Connection with Chris Harrington on the SL Podcast in partnership with DW Berlin. Time for the latest from Germany's domestic football league, the Bundesliga. And for that, we are joined by Chris Harrington, DW Sports correspondent. Now, Chris, no Jaden Sancho in the starting lineup for Dortmund, but the golden boy winner, Erling Haaland, scored four against Hertha Berlin. And as you predicted, we saw the debut of youngster Yusufa Mukoko. Uh, what did you make of that and that history-setting match? Yeah, well, uh, golden boy Erling Haaland stole the show. You know, he lives up to the hype, you know, match in and match out. He's really remarkable, especially when you factor in his efficiency. He, he, you know, he only had four shots. You know, on target, four goals to walk away. The only drawback, I think, is Dortmund being uh, a a one-half team. You know, they uh, they went to the break trailing, you know, because Cunha's uh, beautiful uh, long-range shot gave hand to the Capital Club the advantage. But, you know, Dortmund, as they do, they turn things on with an electric performance. You know, and uh, as you mentioned, Jaden Sancho being on the bench, I think that's problematic because – what what's gonna happen with Jaden Sancho? It was just last season. Jaden Sancho was heralded as the high, you know, the, the biggest prospect, the most expensive price tag in the Bundesliga, and he's only collecting dust right now. And he's kind of proving himself to be expendable. You know, when you look at the performances, Dortmund, you know, are are, are leaving the pitch with, you know, and, and they have a lot of youngsters coming through. Jude Bellingham had an, an assist in that match, and then you know, Mukoko. Coco Mukoko is coming. Okay, he he just turned sixteen, taking advantage of this new rule the Bundesliga has. He's making history, obviously becoming the youngest player. He's made history, being the youngest player ever in the Bundesliga to to play. He had a few touches. He's actually on the B squad for Dortmund as well in the Champions League. So you could actually see him suit up in that competition as well, get some action, you know. But uh, Dortmund have a lot of young players. Uh, they have a wonderful electric array of young talent with Alan Holland stealing the show, you know, as he's done time in and time out. You know, it'll be interesting to see if this will carry over in the Champions League fixture they have, you know, uh, coming up uh, against Club Bruges, you know, because they had no problem against Club, Club Bruges the first time they, they met, you know, but uh, they definitely put pressure on Bayern Munich and took advantage of Bayern's slip up. I think it's a shame, though, when you have young, talented players like Jaden Sancho uh, on the bench. You have to figure out. I mean, Lucien Favre must have a headache trying to figure out how to solve that uh, enigma. But I think he's going to have to solve it if Dortmund are serious about winning titles. And they look serious right now uh, considering that performance. And, you know, with the January transfer window right around the corner, Maybe we're seeing the loss of Jaden Sancho for Dortmund and potentially him moving over to United. But you did mention Bayern. They're still top of the table, uh, you know, despite dropping points against Werder Bremen. Were you shocked to see that result? Yeah, I was a bit shocked. I mean, I was shocked really when the lineup was announced uh, to see Javi Martinez, you know, in the midfield. He was getting smoked, you know, uh, all match, you know, in my opinion. He looked a bit too slow to keep up with Josh Sargent. You know, the young American uh, for Vera Bremen, who set up the goal for uh, Max Eggestein. Uh, you know, I, I think that was a shock. You know, Bayern obviously giving players rest, you know, with their Champions League uh, season commencing as well. They have a lot to juggle. And uh, 
a couple of bad things about Bayern. They had some opportunities. They just had nothing to show for it. Eric Chopumoting had an opportunity late in the match, you know, to seal the deal. That's why he was brought in to really be a joker, you know, to stimulate that offense. He didn't capitalize. David Alaba, Douglas Costa had opportunities. They didn't capitalize. But I expect Bayern to take some lumps here, you know, here and there. They could, uh, they could actually sacrifice a point or two. It's normal to see the Bundesliga shuffle the top team. It's been that way the last couple of seasons with Bayern finishing on top. You know, and maybe we're just seeing signs of that right now. But you have to give credit to Vanna Bremen, you know, for leaving the pitch with a point. You know, anytime you leave a pitch with a point against the defending champions, it's like a victory. There was something interesting at the end of that game. You know, Lewandowski obviously silent, you know, and uh, he doesn't have that much of a lead in the goal uh, leading category with Allen Holland having four goals. So I'm sure Lewandowski is going to want to step it up. But it looked like uh, Josh Sargent tried to swap jerseys with Lewandowski, you know, after the match. I have to do my research and see if, you know, he was successful in that. But, you know, when, when you look at the pictures, you know, after the pitch, it looked like he got, you know, the hand in his face and said, come on, kid, think again. But uh, all in all, uh, a great match uh, for Werder Bremen. Bayern Munich, you have to, uh, you know, see what happens. Lucas Hernandez leaving the pitch injured. That's maybe a negative omen, a bad omen for what's to come. He's been bruised all season long, only really getting his opportunity because Alfonso Davis is injured, you know. so. Uh, we have to see how Bayern moves, um, uh, how they look moving forward and how they rotate their pieces, but they are in pole position uh, nonetheless. Now, Chris, elsewhere we saw Leverkusen remain undefeated. They sit in third uh, currently. RB Leipzig, on the other hand, dropped points at Frankfurt. What were your thoughts on those two games? Leverkusen, I expected them to, to uh, you know, uh, do Armenia Bellefeld the way they did. Armenia Bellefeld has hit a rut. They've uh, lost a handful of matches in a row. And uh, Leverkusen, good for them. You know, they're, they're in the Europa League, but uh, Leon Bailey is good news for them. Leon Bailey's been scoring goals lately, and they need more than Lucas Hilario to really come through offensively to give Leverkusen an opportunity to shake their moniker of uh, Neverkusen because that's what they're known as. Uh, it's good to see that they're undefeated. They have way too many draws, and that's what sees them in third right now, although they are tied on points with Dortmund. You know, and uh, they're looking good. You know, if they are, they are an electric offense. They do put up opportunities. And uh, we have to see what happens. It's still real early in the season to read too much into where they are on the table. But as I said, Leon Bailey, you know, uh, kind of resurrecting his performance. We haven't seen him, you know, do well in a few seasons in terms of consistent offense. So that's good for them and uh, Pitta Bosch and company. You know, and uh, as far as RB Leipzig, RB Leipzig, I think, you know, they did well to have Yusuf Polson, you know, come through and uh, level the game because, you know, Frankfurt, they're tough at home. They haven't lost at home. They're doing really good there. And uh, to level a point's good. They have nothing else to worry about but the Bundesliga. Leipzig, you know, Leipzig are a good squad. They're coached very well. Maybe their focus, their, their focus was on uh, PSG instead of Frankfurt. You know, who knows? But all in all, with teams competing in Europe, you have to expect teams to leave pitches with some bruising, you know, and that's what we saw, you know, with uh, Bayern Munich and RB Leipzig this past uh, match day. You know, it's Leverkusen and Dortmund who are taking advantage, you know, of separating themselves on the table or, 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 you know, making up some ground on the table. But it's so tight right now when you look at the numbers. I mean, I expect it to shuffle around a bit more before the winter break, and uh, I expect teams, you know, to uh, get their uh, bumps and bruises. And uh, we saw that this match day. 
lastly, what else should we be looking out for? What else has hit Cress's radar this week? Well, uh, Dortmund, you know, this whole Jaden Sancho thing, uh, one thing did hit my radar. They had a, a young star before Jaden Sancho in uh, Osman Dembele, and they just got some more money from Barcelona. You know, uh, Dortmund do good business. You know, they have more money, you know, in their coffers now, $4.4 million, and that's good. They expect even more because it's an incentive-based. You know, the more appearances Dembele makes, the more money Dortmund makes. So uh, you mentioned the winter transfer window. It's really interesting to see you know, what will happen with Jaden Sancho and what will happen, you know, with the added value and more money they have. I think Dortmund are in a good position to really change their trends and stop being that team that's just a launching pad and that team that's serious uh, about sticking around and dethroning Bayern Munich. So, you know, a lot to focus on right now. And plus, Champions League action this week. So uh, that's uh, another reason to get your popcorn ready. Thank you very much for the Bundesliga update, Mr. Chris Harrington. We'll see you next week. Uh, when we rejoin our partner station, DW in Berlin, Germany. Have a fantastic day. Thank you. You as well. The Bundesliga Connection is a team effort driven by the following incredible individuals. The show is hosted by Slu Paho and Chris Harrington. It is produced by Chris Harrington. It is edited by Simon Strella and Uli Prisch. And graphics are provided by Nino Segele.